All right, where are we going by? I'm TJ, TJ Nate, either one. All right, TJ, put your right hand up and your left hand on your word, wherever you decide your word is. Wait, my word, what you mean? Wherever you decide your word is, you about to make a promise. So okay. Don't some words. Okay, my word. Ooh, I like that. Hold it just like that. Do you solemnly agree that we can post this across all of our social media platforms? Agreed. Is there anything, and I do mean anything, that is off limits you don't want us to ask you about? Nope, I'm an open book. If we do ask you something that's off limits, do you understand? You can tell us no, it's off limits, I don't want to talk about it. Gotcha. All right, cool, let's get it. <clears throat> Damn, right before I was about to say this. <laughs> okay, literally, it's no pressure. I'm your host, Bang and Bug. It's your girl, just came for real. Well, we got a special guest. She already introduced herself, so tell us where you originally from. I am from Starkville, Mississippi. Nice. I saw that Mississippi area code. Yeah. How you end up here? I literally, well, I've been moving around like since I was like 17, 18. I've been moving around. Um, I think by the time I turned 21, I had to move like to the coast of Mississippi to go for it. And then from there, I moved to Mobile, Alabama. I was there for a while, worked in the school. And then one day I just woke up in the middle of the night and so I'm just like, hey, it's time for something more. Yeah, it's time for you to get up out of here. And everybody's more like Mississippi ain't nowhere to no like you can't get nowhere there. Mm-hmm. So I just woke up in the middle of the night. I had no kids, no nothing holding me back. I packed up all my shit and I was just like, hey. So I see your ring. You married? No, this is a promise ring to myself. This is a promise ring to myself. So I allowed. I've been in previous relationships where <laughs> I allow people to make me feel less than, and this mm-hmm. is like about to myself to remember that I am, I'm, I'm the prize. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna allow anybody else to, you know, make me feel that way about myself. And until it's replaced, it's gonna stay on this thing. Yes. So what was the guy doing, like? Just... Woman. Oh, girl? Yeah, it was a woman. Oh, what was he doing, <laughs> women? <laughs> so you only date girls? Yeah. For the most part, I mean, it's been a while since I've dated a guy, but you said you only date. What did you ask her? Women. Yeah, she only dated. Oh, okay. So the guys are doing you wrong. So you went to women. So I never really had an attraction to guys. That's the bad part. So it was girls that was doing you wrong. Yeah, they was doing me dirty, girls. Okay. <laughs> it's worse, actually. I like, mean, I, I, no, women, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, won't you just date a guy? If girls do all that crazy shit like that. Okay. I never thought about even. Committing to no girl, so yeah, I would imagine this was. Mm-hmm. It's too. <laughs> <laughs> the emotions run high. I'm yeah. tell you, like it's different with women because it's like, you know what? You ain't no man. We can fight. I beat your ass. Yeah, like what's what you want to do? But for the most part, like yeah, it, it was the women that was that was taking me down through this. Damn, <laughs> but you be ready to love on the same. Right? I, and that's yeah, I'm such a simp. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. even lie to you. I'm such a simp, and I. Don't get me wrong. I didn't deal my fucked up shit too, you know. But like what? Like entertain other females, you know. Get myself caught up in that, or you know, prioritizing the wrong thing, you know, not prioritizing my relationship. So I didn't. I didn't fucked up in some areas. I ain't perfect, but you know, like I said, I'm a simp. I be. I be ready to love on motherfuckers all day. Okay. Like well, you know, this just this just so simple. Let's just get past this. We can move on from this. It ain't like I. You know what? I ain't gonna say I cheated because in a sense, in a form that is still cheating, you know. So anything you start to hide, that's cheating. Yep. If you do it, right. it's like, oh, shit, it's cheating. So what what make women for prioritize to where they be like, this is important. Let me put my energy into this. Well, for me, what I what I was doing, I was prioritizing like my friends. Like I had a better relationship with my friends than I did with my girlfriend at the time or my fiance at the time. 
and she noticed like dang like you spend so much time with your friends like when am i gonna get that time but it was different because they understood me and i felt like i didn't have nobody at home that understood me and like you could i could tell her one thing and it's just like it'll go on one end not the other and it's just like well why are you spending time with them well they get me they understand me they're, they're people that i could talk to on the regular and it feels like home when you're you know when you have somebody that's like family to you they're your mm -hmm. friends and like i only have well i got three sisters only one of those sisters i talk to and we really don't even talk on the regular enough you know so when i have close girlfriends that are like my sisters like it's like family to me so i just i had a habit of doing that mm. i was like dang i lost my question <laughs> i'm gonna think about it was it important <laughs> <laughs> okay did you grow with both your parents so I grew up with my mom and my stepdad. My real dad was in jail all my life. He actually just got out of jail when I turned like 21, 22. What do you do? You really want to know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He, he was a street nigga. He was selling drugs. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what he did, you know? And one of his friends flipped on him and we had to go down for real. Flipped on him, like yeah. told on him. Yeah. Hell nah. Usually if it's something else, girls, they, they won't say. Like if it's rape or some shit, they'll be like, oh, Oh, I don't, no, I don't think it had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I know for sure, like, the drug dealing shit was definitely, that's, that's exactly what it was. And I got, my oldest sister is 35, so he's been in and out of jail since my sister was a baby. And me and my sister seven years apart, so just think about how long he been doing this, you get what I'm saying? And he finally, the last time he went, he was in there for a while. And he was up in there for like, I want to say like 13 years. Mm. But everybody fucked with him, everybody knew him. So he got out on pass. He got to come home whenever he wants to. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of, hey, I'm telling That's you. That's some Mississippi shit. That's some Mississippi shit. <laughs> so he got to come home when he yeah. wants to. Yeah. Like, everybody I need to go my, see my baby mother, bro. Can he love? Everybody, when I tell you, everybody knew my daddy, like, and he hadn't got so close with, like, the POs, everybody. So they they basically just let him do what he wanted to do. Wow. That's some Mississippi no shit. No wonder. Yep. So he yeah. might got kids while he was sentenced, right? Think so? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I, I do know, well, me and all my other sisters, we are all around the same age. So it, it was in between the time he was he was out. He was out and, you know, just <laughs> was being a rolling stone. So mm -hmm. he, he, he was in and out of jail. So I think he, he got out of jail and he ended up cheating on my mom and had my middle sister. And then my next to middle sister before the older sister, I think he was still out of he was still out of jail, and he ended up cheating on my mom again. Like he mm. he took my mom down for real. Mm. <laughs> was just different women, or he was like taking our money and shit like that. I don't know. I don't know. My mom never really gave me the backstory they did, so I don't really know. I don't know. She she was like your daddy took me down for real. He was a hoe. I was like you say that, but the only thing I know he only got you know two other kids by one other woman, so. Maybe he was just, you know, torn in between the two. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Not torn in between the two. So I was, know what he wants. I was gonna say with your last person or with the the person he was referring to where you could hang out with your friends and not your mm -hmm. girl. What even made you want to be with her then? Cause you felt like you couldn't even be with yourself around him. Well, at first it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. At first it was all cool. I and you wanna know something? I think it came it all came down to like a controlling thing. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't she didn't want me going out, she didn't want me hanging with my friends too much. Like even if I didn't go out and I just be like, Hey, y'all can come over here, we can kick shit, drink some wine and I'll take y'all back on 
Like she wasn't even doing that. I think it all came down to like a control thing. And now like now that we're not together, like I've assessed the whole relationship, you know, what I did wrong. I don't reflect it. I've come to the realization like she's a narcissist. That's what it sounded and, like when you said that. Yeah, she she's a narcissist. Oh, she's crazy. Yeah. Fucking psycho. Mm -hmm. Psycho man. <laughs> she mm -hmm. said. I've been with one of them. Man. Man. That, it ain't fun, it's is it? It's not fun at no, all. It's not. Okay, it's so, um, the most traumatic experience as a child. Mmm, traumatic. I want to say probably getting molested. Mm. I was nine years old when I got molested by um, my mom's great aunt's son, and he was he was your cousin. Yeah, he was my cousin and. I remember, and it's crazy because a couple years ago, I, me and my um, ex-fiance went to the beach, and um, no, we went to the park, and I seen these little girls doing gymnastics, and, and that's when I got molested. I was in the process of doing, you know, gymnastics. I was there being watched while my mom was at work, and still to this day, my mom and my dad, they don't know nothing about this. Nothing. Like, I open up to people about it, like, they, my, like, me and my mom don't really have that much of a relationship, so she don't really know, but, um, I was about nine and um, his mom had left. And so it was just me, him and his brother. His brother was in the room asleep. And I, me, I was I was young. So, you know, my favorite thing was showing people what I knew how to do because I was in gymnastics. I, I knew everything, like how to do backflips, tumbling, you know, splits, all that. And one day he was just like, like you could tell, like I could tell something was wrong with him, something was off with him. And one day he was just like, um, Show me that little gymnastics thing that you was on. And, you know, when I did it, I was like, I can do something else too. And I did it on the wall that time. And when I did it on the wall is when, you know, it was when it happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was probably one of the most traumatic experiences. But I feel like I've gotten to a place now where I've, I've let it go. Like, for a long time, like, I couldn't forgive him. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm a person of forgiveness. I have such a big heart. And so I forgave him, but I was sitting at the park and I was seeing those girls and I just burst out into tears because I was like, that was me, happy and free, you know, doing these things, excited to show people what I was able to do, you know, I was so flexible. And I just burst out into tears. I was just like, they are so innocent. And it reminded me when I was just an innocent child and that was all I wanted to do was just show off my skills. So after that, it changed you? I won't necessarily say it changed me, but I kind of went into like this space of like, hermit mode for a while like my mom didn't really know what was going on I started acting out in school like it was it was a lot going on up top that nobody really knew what was going on and even like they my mom thought like they even took me to the to the doctor they thought maybe something was wrong with me and I was just thinking to myself like only if y'all knew but I was so scared because I knew it was wrong but I was scared to say anything because he's a big guy and I was just like what if he wanted to hurt me or what if he wanted to hurt my mom? Because my mom, like, she was, I'm sure she was going to say something to mm -hmm. him, you know. And I would, how old was he? I honestly can't tell you. I think he may have been maybe in his late 30s at the time. Damn. I thought she was going to be like 18. Yeah, a teenager oh. or something. Mm -mm. Wow. No, he was in his late 30s. So nigga old now? Yeah, and what's, cra oh, what's crazy, a couple of years ago, I went to my hometown and I seen him in the store. And he spoke to me and I just froze up. And I was just like, let me get out of here. She picked that nigga with a brick. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, it just it, it frightened me because I had a flashback when I seen him. 
So I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna go. When you froze, did could you tell like he did he have a reaction? He didn't have a reaction, but it was almost as if he pretended like he didn't know what he did. It was one of those type of things. Like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah, like nothing ever happened. I was just like. I was confused. I was just like, you want to sit here and pretend like everything's all goody two shoes and <laughs> you're going to speak? Okay. So I just, I just. Not and spoke to me. Yeah. He thought shit was cool. I was just like, yeah, I got to get up out of here because I almost, I, I honestly, you never know, like, when people aren't healed from traumatic experiences, like, they can snap out at any time. And, you know, I'm, I, it's never happened to me, thank God, but it was just one of those thoughts in the moment. I was like, I don't know what I'll do. But yeah, that was probably one of the most traumatic. Okay, um, a time you felt bad um, doing what's best for you. All the fucking time. Okay. <laughs> I'm such an empath all all the time. I, all the time. I always feel like I can save everybody. I can, you know, take care of everybody but myself. And when I do do something for myself, I'm just like, you know, why why didn't you do this for them instead? Like, why you didn't put them first? You gonna let that go? Girl, I'm in the look. I'm in the process of doing that now. I'm freshly like single, so now, matter of fact, from the narcissist I was telling you about, you know, so now I'm in that place of like loving myself a little bit more and putting me first now. How long did it take you to leave? Oh man, um, I'm just gonna say it took me a while because every time there was a fuck up or every time there was some type of disrespect or every time there was a physical altercation, she reeled me back in. Every time changed a little bit. Yep. Yep, just for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just enough to get me back and it'll be the same shit all over again. And I was like, dang, when is this gonna change? And then I was like, okay, I'm packing my shit, I'm ready to go. And I I promise I'm begging all your knees, boo boo crying and begging, like they they pull that kind of stunt, you know, to keep you there for a little while. That changed a little bit. We was on together for like three years, but it changed so fast. Like, you know how people say that first year you really get to Go in that that puppy phase that you know that puppy love. Yeah, that shit lasted for like six months, and from that point on, it was straight disrespect, torment. Yeah, yeah. You know that she told me one day she was like, I saw I was like, why do you want to make things so inconvenient for me? And she was like, because you deserve it. So you want to make everything in my life to me inconvenient. You take my keys off my keychain so I can't get in the door and I gotta call you to come get me. Now it's like I have to rely on you to do things. And that's part of, you know, narcissistic traits. They want to feel needed. So, yeah. Hell nah. <laughs> Not telling me to my face because you, because you just, man. Are you serious? So the cheating, so you saying basically the cheating shit make, they do all that crazy shit, right? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say I was cheating. I, a narcissist? <laughs> It's just a narcissist, period, point blank. I don't care what you do to them. That's just them. You, you so they do that even if you just hold some good person. They do still you know, do crazy there shit. was a phase where I wasn't talking to anybody. She had my passwords. This girl even had my passwords in my email. This is before or after you cheated on her? I wouldn't say I cheated. I just uh, I was entertaining. Well, yeah, I was entertaining That's other cheating. people. But I had my reasons, okay? When we first got into a relationship, she was pleading her case to her ex-girlfriend saying that she wasn't talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. And that was a week and a half in. Yeah. So I had my reasons for still entertaining people. You get what I'm saying? I was like, well, maybe she needs to tie some loose ends. I know I can, if I'm ready to be committed, I can cut anybody off at any point, you know, and 
So she over here still fucking with people. And so yeah, so I was just like, yeah, she don't take me serious enough, so why should I? And so she took it to heart when I did, you know. It but, take a month. I, I be feeling like it take a month or two for a person just all the way in. All the way you know in. Yeah, I, that's why I allow her to tie up those little strings. But I mean, I feel like she ain't really had no way to be mad at me. You know, just for right. returning the favor. <laughs> right. We was chilling. Yeah. So she with you, she was with you because the other girl really didn't want her. I don't know. I honestly she don't she know. Was her case, right? Yeah, she was pleading her case to the other girl, basically saying that she was single. But so because so she wanted her, right? I guess I, I would guess so. I mean, why else would you be playing your case to somebody that you, you know, no longer with? You know, she posted me on social media, and the girl was like, "Well, she didn't actually really post me. It, you could see my feet, and you could see me walking, but there was nobody else around <laughs> in the area." And so the girl automatically was like, "You know, us women, we're not retarded. We're not yeah. stupid. Like, we we can peep shit out real easy." And the girl, I guess the girl, you know, started spazzing out on, and I was getting out the shower. And I walked downstairs. I'm like, man, what's she at? I'm trying to be, you know, freaky and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. just fresh out the shower. I hear her talking. I'm like, damn, am I tripping? So I go downstairs. She's sitting on the back porch. So I said, man, I want I won't wait nobody. I swear to God, I'm saying I don't talk to nobody. I was just like, okay. And I didn't say nothing to her for a while about it. You know, I just kept that shit in. I didn't say nothing for a while. But when I did say something, she was like, okay, so now I understand. But that was no excuse for her to start being narcissistic and being disrespectful and controlling and physical. There wasn't no excuse for all that because I, I completely cut everything out at one point, you know, and was literally being so nice, cooking and cleaning, you know, running your bath water, anything you wanted me to do, you know, just to show you that I appreciate you, I love you, you know, any, anything like that. And it wasn't enough. That's just them narcissistic traits. Man. My cousin was on the same type of shit, though. Like, really? Well, we I'm like we I had a trip. We met like right before our birthday. So we both was Leo's. It was a July Leo and she August Leo. Leo. <laughs> it's a July Leo? No. It's an oh, August oh, Leo. Oh damn, that hurt my heart. <laughs> but mine was a July Leo. Right before our birthdays we met. I already had a trip to Canada plan. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to Canada, he went to New York where he was from. He went, linked up with his ex. I wasn't sure because I didn't really want to be with nobody anyway. Yeah. But the, he was with the girl. The girl that had a bad dream and everything. Like, I had a dream with this girl. The yeah. Girl, me. The intuition. And he told her, like, no, I'm not. Da, da, da. I was telling her all the time we got together. And she called my phone eventually. Yeah. And was like, I heard we had the same boyfriend or we shared the same boyfriend. I was like, no, girl, that's your nigga. He cheating. <laughs> Like straight up, like no, get him. Oh man, I don't even want him to be here this long. Man. Get him, he won't leave. And yeah, like, but yeah, he was on the same type of shit. Man, you gotta watch out for them women that be intuitive, cause they be knowing. She knew. She they had. Knew. She woke up crying in her sleep. Yeah. And then I'm over here calling from Canada trying to tell her niggas I had lost a lot of my. Sh- I lost my whole purse in Canada. Oh man. And luckily, I left my passport at the Airbnb, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had like another card and stuff to yeah. cash. But I lost like my debit card and some old shit out there. But I'm calling him to tell him what happened. He answered the phone for like a day. Like, then he'll say, Oh, I left my phone in my cousin's car. You're lying, nigga. No, there's no way you left. You're already to call me and put me on game. No, that was, it was after. But by the time I came back home, she hit me up and shit. She's like, Yeah, I heard that. I'm like, Nah, I don't even want this nigga. Like, please come get him. But. And I, I even told her, I was like, girl, I would have brought you out here. I would have flew you out here. If I didn't think you would have tried to fight me. <laughs> no, for and real. And she started laughing. I'm like, exactly, bitch. I'm not stupid. Yeah. But I would have come on because I don't even want this nigga. I ain't tripping. And if both of y'all going to work 
and I just like and chill and do my thing, and then I can control the parents. Yeah, that's my way. <laughs> yeah, people who cheat though, they really not good at it. It's just like so many signs. Yeah, then they get mad when they get caught. Yeah, mad at you. Mad at you because you got it. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. No, for real. No, for real. Damn. Okay, um, it's a quote I found. It it, it says, um, it's easier to be loyal to other people than than uh, myself. Mm. What y'all think about that? Speak on it. Damn. That's about that. That's a right. lot of times, you know, I feel like it is true with a lot of people. A lot of us are people pleasers, you know. We we do what we can for people, and, you know, we put ourselves on the back burner. So, I, I, I can agree with that. I do agree with that shit. I yeah. mean, <laughs> say the thing again. Say the quote again. Okay, um... It's easier to be it's easier to be loyal to other people than than to myself. After that situation with the narcissist, so I was in that for like three years, and during that, people had like that intuition feeling that I was in a fucked up situation, but they were so bothered by the thought of me being in that situation that it was like, man, I ain't even gonna fuck with her. Like, yeah. I can't even talk to her because I don't like what she might be putting herself through and shit like that. Yeah. So it was like I went through everything by myself. Once you feel like, once you go through stuff by yourself, you don't need nobody. Right. So I'm not about to keep on putting on and like, me, it's my life. <laughs> like I've lived it. Once I've been through, you go through that isolation period by yourself. And it's like really depending on what you believe in, but it was me and God. That's all I had was me and God the whole time. So after that, I'm not gonna keep on putting myself to the side to help yeah. everybody else when I was by myself. I had to go through that shit by myself, get out of it by myself, pick myself up by myself. Yep. So now that I've done all of that shit, I'm not about to put me to the side it, when I was the only person there for me. So yeah, that's it was yeah, after that situation. Drag you out that dark ass hole. What? I feel that. Yeah. I, I'm saying if even if you are like that, I think it's it's good to let other people lend you a hand so you won't have to struggle so hard. I'm saying it's times where you have to do that by yourself. But, but people still. gotta want to help you too, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, didn't they, to. To. <laughs> they didn't want to. It wasn't they didn't want to. It wasn't that I wouldn't let it. Yeah, they didn't. They got like I had like one friend I could talk to about the stuff. Eventually, she got tired of hearing about the shit. Yeah, and I'm I could feel it. So it was like, all right, let me stop fucking telling you about it. Let me talk to you about happy shit all the time. Yeah, and I just go through my bad shit by myself. And I had to do that. My best friend, now when we talk about stuff, he's like, oh, well, I didn't want to do it because you was around him and da 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 It's like, I was around him and you knew what I was going through, but you yeah. didn't want to be around. So now I, I carry that however I carry it. Every relationship, I carry it how I carry it. So now when people go through stuff, not to say, I'm going to be there for you and I'm going to change right. me. I'm going to be there for you as much as I can, but am I going to break my back to be there for you? No. Cause I had to break my back for me. Yeah. Okay. Um. Another quote. <laughs> I walked away cause you were too busy finding faults in me while I was too busy overlooking yours. Finding faults. Ooh. That was good. Talk about it. Man. <laughs> hey, you hit the nail on the head with that one. So I, I mean, I can speak on that and. In my previous relationships, I've always looked past everybody's flaws. 
Like, I'm not the person to look for anybody because of their looks. You know, the looks are a push, you know, but what type of person are you? You know, can I look, can I deal with this? Can I be happy? Yeah, can, and can I deal with your flaws, you know, mm -hmm. for, for this amount of time, for the rest of my life, if we're if we looking at being with each other for a long term. I've always, everybody that I've been with, I've always looked past all their bullshit. Accepted them for everything, as long as they were able to be grown up about it and, you know, acknowledge that they did wrong you get what i'm saying or that that they fucked up in the area and even though i did that when it came down to my bullshit or something that i fucked up on oh they holding that over your head for the longest because you never let me go you're the perfect one man what find one thing it's over with and it's just it's just like people being in a relationship and you know you typically in a a male and female relationship, you have women that'll stick by their men. And I, I'm only saying this from experience, not for me, but for my friends and for my mom, like people that I know have gone through this. You have women that'll stick by their men's side. <laughs> Everything. And then one mistake a woman make, oh damn, this fucked up. You a hoe, you this, you that. Oh, you cut off. Oh yeah, they go crazy. What? I ain't hard <laughs> I, I was waiting for your feedback. I mean, everybody I mean, ain't like that. People make mistakes, but I mean, it just shouldn't keep happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if I'm, I'm I'm dealing with a girl and I know she got a past, she might still be fucking around. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? You could do that for a minute, but then there's a point you got to be like, I'm locked in. I yeah. see you yeah. seen I'm solid, so all this shit should be cut off. So I give you, you like a little leeway at first. Yeah. That's decent. Well, some women, they be like, fuck that. They gonna keep taking dick, nigga, until you just get Oh, ready. and I guess, I think that goes along with that whole, the fear thing that you be saying. Yeah. It's like, oh, he pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even, he giving me time to fix this shit. It's like, oh, he pussy. He ain't worried about this. So, I'm gonna yeah. keep on playing. But that's wild. I ain't never met nobody like, oh, yeah, go ahead and handle that shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, nah, I know some player niggas like that. Like, nah, go ahead and handle that shit. You fix, finish that shit out, and then. Cause you gotta vet me out too to see right. am I all the way what you might be, you know what you be might be here. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I don't look at it like that. That's okay, grown folk um, music. Okay. You what? That's grown folk music. Okay. Um, <laughs> something you let slide that you shouldn't have. Mm. <laughs> Man, I let a lot of stuff slide that you know, I should. Yeah, my life. I think you know anytime you want something long term with somebody or you have like your future already set up with somebody like in your head i don't want to make it seem delusional but you know when you already have things planned out with a certain person in your head it's a lot of things for me i can say for me i'm letting so much stuff slide because i have already set in my mind what my future is supposed to be like with this person and so that does a lot of times that does more damage than good, you know, because a lot of things we're not just supposed to accept and yeah, relationships are tough, true enough. Mm -hmm. But some things are just not acceptable. Some shit just not acceptable. And you can't always it, it's just like ignoring your own feelings, ignoring yourself, ignoring how you feel once you just keep letting shit roll over your shoulder. And shit ain't good for you, especially for your mental health. It, it's not good because after a while, you keep doing that, that you're putting yourself down. You're starting to lose self-respect at that point. If you keep allowing so much stuff to keep going on and going on and going on, you're just, you know, sweeping under the rug and it's like, it's all right. 
I'm gonna avoid it. We're gonna, we're gonna avoid this conversation because I want a future with this person. No, you only showing that person. Okay, I can keep doing this to her. That she ain't gonna trip. Cause you ain't gonna do shit. Yeah. Like that grace period. Long, it's like a couple months or something. I know, I'm just saying, like, them bitches that won't stop doing the shit. It's oh, like, yeah. That grace period. Okay, um, most disrespectful thing you said out of anger. <laughs> and the most disrespectful, uh, dis disrespectful thing you said, yeah, I'm fucking the hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most disrespectful thing that was said out of anger to you. I wrote it different. Like, I oh, to me, or <laughs> Okay, so she was scared. <laughs> she was scared when I told her I was gonna choke her ass out. <laughs> she thought that like, I should have gonna stop that. <laughs> 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 <laughs
You would think like a Like people who had like some type of uh, <laughs> issue or like they deformed or they got something wrong with them. Yeah. They say they used to be like the most faithful people because they just try to hold on to like people. They the most disrespectful.
and he did something at the door and I act like I was going like stab. He ain't shit in my hands, but I'm like, nigga. And he had been stabbed before. And so and just like that, he fucking hit my trigger. Yeah. And he didn't he after he didn't remember, I don't know if he remembered or not, but he was like, I ain't fucking hit you. And I was like, Yes, you did. And he was like, I don't remember hitting you. You know, sometimes people act out of rage and they don't remember. Cause one of my exes pulled a gun out on me and do not remember. You know. She do not remember. A girl did it? Yeah. Stop dating man, cause that's that's hell no. That's crazy. Niggas are shooting women every day, cause they don't want to be with them. Give them their phone. I swear, I, since I've been out here in Atlanta, I ain't not never gave no dude my phone number, cause they out here really killing women for not, you know, giving them their phone number. I'm like, yo, this my number, block their ass, soon as I'm gone. No, yeah, people are everywhere crazy. What you gotta think about coming from a small town where everybody know everybody? I, I ain't used to that. Yeah, you just hear the rumors. You like, fuck yeah. this shit. Here you go. Here's my <laughs> card. <laughs> you can have it all. I it's materialistic. I can go get it back. Okay. So I'm saying y'all not really a good judge of character. Like when you have like a conversation with them, like off off top, like that's the only person I ever dealt with like that. But they lie. Narcissists are really good characters. Like they, they just, can be good people, you know, and that too. They can be good people, but they do things to hold up. They always have this thing about being able to control. At any point of time that they'll do something for you, they use that as a form of control to make you feel like you owe them because they did so much. I'm saying, so you consider a narcissist a good person, though? They can do everything. That man would wipe my ass. Like, yeah, he would do anything. But I mean, he was just a narcissist. Yeah, but I'm saying it's just like saying yeah. like, like a guy good, but he break babies, but he's good to. That's not. Nah, that's not the same. That's evil. Yeah, that's evil as fuck. Narcissism is evil too. But with the narcissist, they be good ass people sometimes. Mine was a really good person when I met him. Nice as hell. It was when that temper came that I had to deal with shit. Outside of that, any and everything, it was done. He would cook for me, fucking. I, he wasn't really doing too much shit, so I was the nigga. I go out and work and shit. I come home, the house clean, and yeah. pets is fine, and the for dinner is cooked. It would be set, bed made, like everything would just be perfect. I ain't have to do nothing. But when that anger came out, it came out crazy. Well, you mad because you were doing all that shit? He didn't mind. He wasn't like that. I'm saying he probably was inside, but he still played like no, like we was kind of yeah. like the same kind of person. Like as long as the money coming in and everybody comfortable, everybody yeah, maybe he job. wasn't even a narcissist. Maybe he just had like some slight anger issues. He had mad anger issues, and he was a narcissist. <laughs> like, like the he'd be like, I'm nice, to, I'm nice to you for three months, and then after three months, oh yeah, yeah that's that that gaslight and shit. <laughs> okay, and, and then it's it's bad. You we want to you want to focus on the bad. It's like. Yeah. You don't think within this three months I get mad at you too? That don't mean that after they three months you're gonna take be a bitch and beat like, yeah. yeah. Nah, I think they could be good people. You know, they just Need they have help. certain ways about going about things. They they have a mindset for like, okay, I do something for you, you gotta return the favor. I can't just do it for you genuinely, and it just be from the goodness of my heart. I'm gonna be expecting for something in return, even if I don't tell you that I'm looking for something in return. Then if you don't give them what they're looking for in return, it turns into anger because they feel like they've done so much with nothing in return. They don't know how to, they don't really know how to do things out of kindness. They do it because they're always looking for something in return. 
think the majority of people will be there. Want something in return? Yeah. I think a lot of people want things in return, um, but they're able to handle their emotions if it doesn't go that way. Yeah. That's the difference. With well, narcissists, they get you. disrespectful. <laughs> Give me something you want something in return. Um, being considerate. Anytime being considerate. Because I don't like caring. I don't like caring about people. I didn't done everything on my own or by myself. So when I gotta consider your feelings and like move accordingly for you, I need to know that you're recognizing one that I'm doing this and that you're gonna do the same thing for me. Don't do don't disregard my feelings and what I'm the way that I think and stuff if I'm going out of my way to consider you because I could just sit here and live my life and not give a fuck about none of that. Yes. Okay, um, I guess the worst hater move done to you. Hater? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, check this out. I don't know if it was the hater or if it was because she secretly wanted me or my ex at the time or my ex-best friend, right? She intentionally would go and tell my ex-fiance stuff to break us up. Mind you, this was the second time she had done this. My first fiance and my second fiance. I was engaged twice. She yeah. wanted you. No, I was thinking about the bitch. <laughs> she wanted me. I don't know. I, 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 I feel like it was some kind of like hating shit because eventually she told me to my face, I'm envious of you and I'm jealous of you. And I said, why? I said, you got more than me right now. I said, you doing good. I said, I'm still, you know, in the process of trying to figure out who the fuck I am and what I even want to do it like right now. And she was just like, well, you're so skinny. And people like you. You're you're funny. You have a good personality. I'm fat, and you know, I people don't really like me like that. And I was just like, cause you gotta you gotta get out your comfort zone. You gotta be able to not care about what people think about you. You know, if you if you want to have a personality. And she told me that to my face, and I just took that shit like a slap on the wrist, like shit, just fucking with me. You know, just talking shit. A month later, she would go and tell my ex so much stuff, like just to get her to break up with me. Just for the hell of it. And she was like, go get your shit. She don't desire you. But she was just just in the car telling her all these things to get her mad at me. So now we're arguing. And you're telling me, go get your shit. You just come stay in my house. Go get your shit. Just come stay in my house. So I don't know if it was just some hating shit. Because she didn't want to see me happy. And she knew that my ex at the time was literally doing everything for me. Mm. This is the first one? Or the second one? No, my second one. Okay. The second one. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it was because she never had anybody to literally do everything for her. Because she was always the person doing everything for everybody else. Or if it was because she actually wanted me. Yeah, I don't really know if I've ever really had somebody act like actually hate on me. If they hate on me, I, I don't know about it because I, I don't really associate myself with people. I don't really see myself. Uh, that was a good hater right there. Either way, <laughs> like. Okay, um, have you ever experienced a good toxic? <laughs> Honestly, I think I've experienced nothing but bad toxic. Because <laughs> every toxic situation I've been in has been nothing but disrespect on top of disrespect. And it got, got even worse with like when it came down to physical, you know, with people putting their hands on you. So I don't think I've actually experienced like good toxic yet. I think it, it'll probably be coming soon because I feel like it's time for some good karma for me. Not good toxic though, just good. But you know, you, oh, you like it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying good toxic could could be just you know all good. It could just be you know 
a little bit of, you know, I ain't gonna say heartbreak, but you know, a few scares here and there. But nothing that really actually like thrill. Yeah, you know, just some of the little adventures. Just a little thrilling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hell no, that's I would consider that bad toxic. Or so entertaining people. But they just don't have sex. That's a little scary to you, I guess. I guess it would kind of be like a a, a thrill. Put a little fight in you. Yeah, put a little fight up under my ass. Does it, matter, does it matter if the person look better than you? Like if you get like a bad bitch and you feel like she look better. It's always somebody out here that look better than me. I'm, I'm just one of those type of person. I can't get mad about nobody that look better than me. Like, why would I be mad about you finding somebody else that look better than me? That's perspective. Though. Yeah. Just like we all ugly to somebody. Yes. So, no. <laughs> Okay, have y'all ever um, dated somebody who had this dominant personality with you, but when they with their friends, they act scary and won't really speak up for themselves? Mm -hmm. Oh, hmm. They'll cuss you out or try to talk back, but then when you like pay attention to them when they're around their friends, they don't act like that at all. But they have all this aggression like in their relationship. No, I've never experienced that, but I would think people that are like that, they probably just don't like the person that they're with. I would think that because I've I've been in the place where I've like I was with somebody and I liked her I loved her but she had pushed me so far away from like not wanting to be with her like I was being mean to her but you know with my friends I was all cool chill never just tripping about nothing you know cool calm collected but every time I was with her I was just I was mean to her because she she was so overbearing she just did the most so I would I would suspect that that would probably be if anything that would probably be why is insecurity a turn on it's definitely a turn off I don't want you to I don't want nobody that's insecure first of all if we if if I'm with somebody and you trust me enough I don't want you to have to be calling my phone checking my location ask me where I'm at every five minutes you get what i'm saying that just goes to show me like you you can't trust me and you're obviously dealing with some inner insecurities that you have not you know had under control or secured yet and i don't i don't want nobody that's gonna that's gonna be insecure just just like in the lesbian world quote unquote like you could be with a stud like for me i'm considering the film right girl girl you could be with a stud and they can see you talk to another stud you know on some friendly shit, and all of a sudden they mad ready to fight no what, what you doing all that for that's just know. insecure. Yeah. You know? You what you worried about somebody else taking me? Yeah. If that's the case, I ain't yours. Right. <laughs> I'm saying what's the point of liking a stud? I don't understand. Me personally, I that's not really my thing, you know. I don't I don't I don't like dominant women, okay? I don't like a woman that wants to be a man. Because if that was the case, I might as well just get me a man. And that, I don't, that's not my thing. Like, I don't like women that cut all their hair off. Like, you know how, like, studs that cut all their hair off all. I don't like that. I don't like that. I like my women to be pretty. Like, you can have that dominant trait, but still, what, what your head? I don't want to take around my people. Well, my daddy, he, he funny. So, my daddy, he was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga has no filter. He was like, "You done brought a boy up in here, ain't it?" You know, just right, joking. Yeah. He's like, "My daddy funny, but <laughs> I can't take it around my daddy. He gonna joke, like he, yeah. he gonna joke your ass all night." And I just, I can't, I, I ain't gonna even let you do that to yourself. Okay. And even if, like, even if you think about cutting your hair, mm -mm. 
I don't, I don't want no woman to look like no man. I don't care about you dressing in man clothes or, you know, having a, a, a dominant, you know, moving in, your, in like a dominant, um, in a dominant way. But as far as like, <laughs> you know how they say how some women think they men, they walk around with their dicks on and, yeah. and like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh-uh. Not with their dicks on. <laughs> it's a no for me. Okay. Mm -mm. It's a girl that came to the club, like, it in draws with the strap. Like, you can see the strap on inside the drawers. Hell no. You fucking like. I ain't lying. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's weird. Wow. Like, she had, like, a white beard and the drawers and the strap on. That's just disgusting. Like, boxers? Yeah. Hell no. That, see, don't, them the type of women that they call dykes, and that's not even a word that I even like to say, but they would be considered the dykes because they, it's, it's, why? Is dyke derogatory? In a sense, yes, but it's in a way that you put it. I feel like it will only be valid for the type of women that, he, yeah. that he's discussing right now. Because anybody else like me, if somebody called me a dyke, like my mama called me a dyke, that shit. I was like, oh, you ready to fight? Uh, for real? Girl, I, I do not like that word. And so many people don't don't like it. It's just like gay men don't like being called faggots or sissies. You get what I'm saying? Sissies don't sound derogatory. It's it sounds nice, be, actually. I guess it means like you Something you had a hard time accepting. Uh, 
that is what exactly me and this word by myself mm. and nobody else. Mm. I had to accept that at a young age because I've always like found myself in situations where I needed people and the people that were supposed to be there were never there. I.e. my mother, my father, my sister, or people that I could really just count on were never over there. So to this day, I don't expect, you know, I had high expectations as a child you know, even from me being molested, I had high expectations, you know, <clears throat> and I realized that setting those expectations only, only fucked me up in the end, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's always just me. So that was something that, that, like, even to this day, like, right now, I'm still in the process of learning to accept it, like, ain't nobody gonna do you better than you, Tierra, can't nobody take care of you. If you needed somebody to come save you, can't nobody come save you. The people that you expect them to come save you, they ain't gonna come save you. My parents made me believe different, even though I haven't found it. But when I see them again, I know it's that shit possible. So I'm just be like, oh, yeah, I'm by myself. So I know it's out there, it's just, it's hard to find. Mm. But like, I mean, you should expect, like, you should have those expectations from your family, though. From family, like, especially, like, the people who raised you, your mother, your father. I don't have those expectations. Because when I needed my mother and my father, they was nowhere to be found. That was the point in my life where I was homeless and I ain't had no food, no money, no nothing. And I called my mom. I knew for a fact she had the money. I just called her and asked her for $20 so I can get me, like, some bread, you know, a ham and type or whatever. So I got some little money, you know, through the end of the week. Oh, I ain't got it. Click. You come from a different breed of motherfucker. She started treating me like that after she found out I was gay. Oh, okay, okay. It's always a reason. Yeah. But you know, I you wanna know something? I always even growing up before my mom, I think she probably have always known. But as a child growing up, I always felt like I was an outsider in my own home. I felt like the stepchild. Mm -hmm. Always. So I could relate to that. But I forgot. Like I don't remember it once in a while some weird shit. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, them niggas didn't fuck with me. Yeah. Like, but I, yeah, I def I forgot a lot of bad shit that I've been through until something happened to remind me. I'm like, oh shit, that did happen. Yeah. No, that shit's kind of traumatic for me. So I think about it a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, damn. Like, my older sister, me and my older sister have the same mom and dad. My other two sisters, we just have the same dad. And so it was me and my sister, my older sister in the household, and. It was like she was the she was the prize. You get what I'm saying? I was just like the ugly stepchild that you know mm -hmm. that didn't get to get no type of TV time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know it kind of fucked me up. I felt like it made me feel like I was the stepchild of the family, and I didn't like I felt like I didn't have a place. But yeah, that's just that's something I'm still in the process of learning to accept. Like I'm, but it's gonna always be me against the world. And I'm starting to be okay with it. I'm saying once you manifest to where like God could bring you somebody instead of just saying this somebody shit ain't like possible. I, like I said, I will want my family to be that. That's all, I haven't prayed on that for so I'm long. I'm saying you just got to <laughs> say that shit did. God sent me somebody that was going to show you another way instead of saying that shit ain't possible. Because whatever you think is going to happen. I'm, I mean, I don't it. think it's possible, but I'm excited. I'm going. I'm right now. I'm in that that process of accepting. Just in case it never happens, I can accept that. Because what if somebody comes along and then boom, they go. They can't do nothing for me. They can't help me out. They can't. You know what I'm saying? They can't be there for me. I'm gonna still have to rely on me at the end of the day if they come in and go. You have a, you practice manifesting? It's something that I do often. Actually, um, I do it while I um, meditate. Mm. 
Mm. I, I'm a firm believer in meditation. It's something that I that I that I I've been into for a while actually. So you just taught meditation. I learned that. Mm-hmm. No, they don't tell us that in the Bible. There's a lot of stuff in the Bible. They don't tell us. You think he real? Yeah. Uh, Smash story about that man. They told him, but they took it out the Bible. If so they, you think the devil real? Um, I. It's, it's gonna get deep if we go there. Hey, yeah, that's a deep conversation right there. The yeah. devil ain't real. The devil was never even described as a person, like initially in the Bible. Like even when we talk about the serpent, the serpent was the serpent. They didn't say the devil. It was later on when people started making their own, like, I guess, rules to the game, basically. But initially, it was more so like a good and bad type thing. But Jesus taught meditation, and he taught that the temple is inside of you, and that basically heaven is going inside of you and getting to the spirit that's in this this body the body part is the devil basically so when they be like starve the flesh right when you starve the flesh you starve in the devil so the spirit in you knows it's basically your spirit versus your body type shit and your spirit is how you get to the frequencies and talking to god and higher places so you see like people meditating for years right They'll never move. They just be in the same place, and but they're not in the same place. Their spirit is well, going their, their consciousness. Yeah, their consciousness exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like I, I'm not gonna say I don't believe in God, but I believe that God is within us. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And I don't feel like there's an actual body, yeah, form like how they try to make it like. I don't look at it like that. I feel like God is within us and it's up to us to decide do we want to be good or evil, mm-hmm. God or the devil. You know what I'm saying? And that's totally, that's a conscious decision that we have to make. So when it comes to heaven and hell, that's, I feel like that's our conscious. That's where we decide where we want to go. Even if they say in the Bible, okay, well, this is what's going to take you to hell. This is what, what's going to take you to heaven. I, me personally, I don't even look at it like that because people could be, could have a heart of gold and it's crazy because I actually had a spiritual awakening when I moved here. Nice. When I moved here. And that's what woke me up in the middle of the night to pack up all my shit. Saka just told me, Tierra, it's time to go. I was just like, damn. Like, right now? Like, I just laid down and got comfortable. But the atmosphere was so uncomfortable for me, I had to get up and leave. And so when I came here, I was just like, I was saying stuff aloud, but it wasn't my own thoughts. You get what I'm saying? I knew that it wasn't coming from me. It was my higher conscience, i.e. God or whichever you will want to consider. And when I was saying these things, it was like, you need to go on a seven-day fast. Like, you need to detox your body and be this, that, and that. And so my first seven days here, I ate no meat. And I, I disregarded that at first. You get what I'm saying? And this is what happened to me. I went and got some chicken wings. I was so ready to eat some chicken wings. And when I tell you, the craziest thing, the, the first seven days that I spent here was so, it was crazy wild, okay? I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. It was crazy wild. So, after my higher conscience had already said, or God had already told me, okay, you don't need to eat meat. You don't need to do this. You need to cleanse your body of all the things that you're leaving behind. I'm like, okay. I was like, shit, I'm hungry. I was just like, I don't think I can do this shit. Like, I ain't got no money to be eating perfect like that right now. Like, let me just go give me some wings. 
Mind you, I go to the wing spot and the lady seemed a little distraught, like, you know, she been going through a lot. And that's when I learned about the transfer of energy. When I tell you, she, I, when I, the whole time I was ordering my food, I never actually paid attention to her actual face. I paid attention to her figure because that's all I was seeing at the time, but I couldn't see her face. After I ordered my food, I went back and got my food and I actually looked at her face. She looked like she had been beaten. And when I started eating, I started feeling. The transfer of energy that she was feeling, it made me so sick. Mind you, just the day before, I was eating chicken wings. So I know ain't nothing happened to me that fast. I learned the transfer of energy just that fast. And I was just like, wow, that's crazy. And it had me sick for days. And I was just like, okay, Sierra, if your higher consciousness is telling you this for a reason, you need to be listening and understanding and going and doing what they're telling you to you do. You got to. Because it's obviously a reason why you're doing this. So I found a solution. I started buying. I don't know if y'all ever heard of those naked juices. they like made mm -hmm. out of pure like vegetables and fruits. Two, day, two or three times a day, that's all I was drinking. That's it. For seven days straight. And when I tell you, I felt the best. And I actually, I keep telling myself now, I need to go back to that for a while. Because I can feel the changes in my body once I start back eating the shit that they had already told me not to eat. Once you get here, you need to live a different lifestyle. You need to eat different. You need to, you know, detox your body of those negative things. And... Now, right now, I've <laughs> I've gotten greedy again. I'm ready to start back eating, you know, eat what I like, and I can I can tell the difference. And I don't know if y'all believe in it, but I, I'm a firm believer in what you eat can stop you from getting or connecting to your higher self. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. So, and I had some crazy shit that happened to me, y'all. Like what? Like, I'll be ready for these stuff. So, so I'll be witnessing that shit. I'll when I came here, me. right, this guy came with me. I actually liked him a little bit. Mm -hmm. The first guy I actually liked even a little bit. <laughs> and what's even crazier, the night before I left, something happened, but he was dealing with some. I, that's when I learned that I'm a healer in a sense. And he was going through something, but I, all I knew is what my the God within me was telling me to do. And I just took him and I held his hands. And I started saying things that I knew weren't coming from me. I was confused in a sense. And I was just like, this is not coming from him. And next thing you know, like, he was like in tears. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Tell me that I got a gift that I ain't know about. You know? And when we got here, he, um, I, I, like I said, I liked him just a little bit. And... He was just like, okay, well, we're going to go stay at my sister's house for a little bit. I was like, okay, cool. And his sister is not actually his real sister. It's his play sister. But she was so deeply in love with him. Mm -hmm. The girl was trying to do black magic mm -hmm. on me. And she was doing different spells. And I knew because before I left, I had started studying Wicca. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but it's a form of witchcraft. Um, not in like a negative sense, but I started studying it to understand it, to learn it. That's just me. I started studying the Bible to understand it and to learn it. That, that's me. If, some, if, I, if somebody's telling me about something, I'm going, you're, I'm going to have to learn my own way. You can't make me believe something, and I have not already studied, been yeah. here, and experienced it already. So um, I noticed one day we were there. The first night we got there, if y'all have ever experienced the feeling of negative spirits around you, it's so traumatizing to like your body like it makes your body vibrate on a different level you can feel the negativity in your body yes 
And that's how it was. And you could you could tell. And she had left us there and was like, Y'all can go in this room right here. Go sleep in this room. This room is where she was doing her work, where she was summoning things. And I, I just kept every time I would lay down, someone just like, Sierra, get the fuck up. Do not fall asleep in this room. Whatever you do, do not fall asleep in here. And I was just like, I'm not comfortable. I, I can I feel like I, I feel so much negative energy around me. Every time I would get close to the door handle before I even went in the room, I could feel it. And I was just like, yeah, something ain't right. So I came out the room. I felt so much better when I came out the room and I just sat on the couch. And I looked down, she had a leash. She ain't got no dog. Mm -hmm. A chain and a leash inside of his shoes. You know what that was for? Mm -hmm. To keep him from leaving. Mm -hmm. You ain't got no dog, sis. What a dog is? What you doing with a leash? Yeah. When I tell y'all, it's so crazy. So, you know, she came back, but when she came back is what she wasn't expecting. I cleansed the whole house of everything, negative, good. I don't care what it was, but I neutralized the whole place. She was mad as hell when she walked in. Mm -hmm. Whatever she had been doing oh, in that God. room, summoning, I let them all out. And she was mad as hell. And when she came in, she could tell she she knew the energy when she walked in because you know you know your own energy from and when somebody else energy shifts something in a room you just like if you were to walk out and we were both mad in here when you walk into this room your energy was shift you could tell immediately you could tell yeah and she came in and you you should have seen <laughs> you should have seen the look on her face and i was already saying i was like my car is my safe haven my car is my safe haven and i was wondering why my higher self or god was telling me your car is your safe haven because everywhere i had went it wasn't safe so my car, that was the whole purpose of me sleeping in my car. That was why God was making me sleep in my car because nowhere was safe for me at the time. And when she came in, it was like, <laughs> it's so funny because I used to be scared to tell this story and it used to shake me up so bad, but it doesn't anymore because I, I, I experienced that and I've learned it and I know now. And when she came in, there was a lamp sitting on the floor. It was a floor lamp because she had no light. She had no light bulbs in her ceiling. Like, why? What, what would be the purpose of having a floor lamp but taking all the light bulbs out of the ceiling? Out of, like, it didn't make sense to me. So she was like, oh, y'all had a good time. Hmm. Well, I'm back. I was like, huh, okay. And I already knew something wasn't right. I just, I felt in my spirit that something wasn't right. And something just kept telling me, like, we just need to go. Like, there's no need to be in here. She walked over to the lamp and oops, I dropped my keys and unplugged the lamp. Yeah. And she walks and opens the door that she thought that she still had her slumming spirits or whatever she mm -hmm. was doing. Whatever she, I don't even know if that was even the case, but whatever she was, it was so negative. And <laughs> she opened the door and she realized there was nothing there. So next thing I realized that she was doing something to herself as well because she walked back over to the lamp. And her body just kept hunching over like something was trying to come out of her. And it wouldn't come out. Because mm -hmm. I had to, <laughs> to neutralize the space so well, it couldn't flourish like it needed to because the energy in that house wasn't negative anymore. Mm -hmm. And so she just eventually plugged the light back up. And was like, oh, we finna go. She was like, oh, where y'all going? When I tell you, I got in that car. Whatever she was doing to me, she was trying to, I don't know, she was trying to summon something through me, talk through me, or what. But something just kept telling me, Tierra, do not go to sleep tonight. Do not go to sleep tonight. Like, it's, you have to stay up. And I fell asleep in the car. But when I fell asleep, 
the guy that I was with, he was still awake. He was just making sure I was okay because I told him I felt so drained. Like, it had been draining me so bad. And he was like, just don't go to sleep. And I was just like, something keeps telling me not to go to sleep. I was so tired and exhausted. Mind you, I had to finish just driving six hours at 3 o'clock in the morning and hadn't went all day with no sleep. So I was exhausted. And I woke up. But I, when I fell asleep, I'm sorry, when I fell asleep, and it something woke me up. And what woke me up is it was it felt like a voice box right here in my throat that was talking to me. And I heard words, but my mouth was not moving. And I woke up, it scared the literal shit out of me. I said, this girl is doing some type of black magic on me. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Mind you, I told you I was already studying, you know, Wicca and how it works. So I knew right away. And I was just like, I can't go back to sleep. If I go back to sleep, she don't have complete control over me. Hell no. Nah. Man, I told when I tell you, people ain't ready for no spiritual awakening. Cause you experience some unbelievable shit. And I used to think shit like that was just so fake. Like people be pretending until it happened to me. And I was just like, you know what? This some real shit. Nah, that yeah. shit really be happening. You ain't never witnessed no miracles or nothing. Or something. I don't know. I don't think miracles be anything crazy like how we think it is. It's just stuff that is uncommon or unlikely, like filling up fucking voice box in your throat or something. Yeah. Or words just start coming out your mouth and you know, consciously you're knowing you're not saying these words, but they're coming out. Like your mouth is moving, your flesh is moving, but you're not thinking of these words to come out. They're just coming out. Or somebody say something to you that is like, how the fuck you saying that to me? And it makes (laughs) sense. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I just be feeling like sometimes when if somebody say something something out the way I feel like God talked to me like that day I got into it with uh, Nietzsche uh, Pete Weezy was like he said are you good do you want me to stay here that was so odd mm-hmm. I felt like God was talking to me like something was about to happen so mm-hmm. I, I, stuff like that but not no yeah. miracles that makes sense that's yeah. one like it's just kind of the same thing yeah. you know it's just like you said like you knew it wasn't Pete Weezy that, shit threw that wasn't out. something yeah. that you would do yeah, yeah. okay I guess Go ahead, Kate, your last word. <laughs> um, is there anything that our audience needs to know about you that we haven't touched on? Needs to know about me? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they need to know? Everything. I'm me. I'm a lover. I love everybody. It's not me. Okay. Huh? Just not me, right? I'm not me. No, I'm not men. Oh, yeah, not men. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, but no, for real. I love everybody, men, women included, you know. Um, and just keep looking out for me. That's all I can say. No, and what? Where? Where? Just keep looking out for me. All right, we watching. For real. Okay. Um, all the stuff coming out of here. Okay. There's demons and all. Okay. <laughs> I was like, just no demons. No, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Working, working, working. Good stuff. Okay. Um. Literally, it's no pressure. We're going to see y'all next week, and we out. <laughs>